Welcome to Popcornism, the place to take a break from the weight of the world. I'm Tanya. And I'm Pooja. We've been friends, good friends, for over 20 years, and we want to invite you into our inside conversation. Through the years, we've had a full range of conversations, and we believe that this qualifies us as podcast hosts in today's day and age. Sometimes we're totally in sync, and sometimes we think the other person has lost their marbles. Our topics aren't always going to be earth-shatteringly important, but they're all interesting and will feature a lot of personal stories. So bring along some popcorn with a pinch of salt and let's have some fun. What are we going to talk about today, Pooja? Today we're talking about makeup. What is your earliest memory of makeup? How do you feel about wearing makeup? And where did it originate from? Hi, Tanya. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. How are makeup trends these days? <laughs> uh, honestly, I think there is a very significant no makeup trend since there's nowhere to go and there's nowhere to put on makeup for. So I'm totally all about that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, since this pandemic has taken over and we've been, you know, at our homes, mm-hmm. very, very minimal if That's at true. all, like number of days that I've actually worn makeup. Yeah, although, and, although mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I've anytime I've had even the slightest opportunity to wear makeup, I have like <laughs> capitalized on it. Yeah, exactly. Recording videos for uh-huh. a friend's wedding, I went all out. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I I actually do miss wearing makeup. Um, so let's talk about you know how do you feel about makeup because we have different opinions yeah. I think on makeup yeah I, I so I have like a little bit of I feel like I have you know some history with it and I feel like when I was a kid I was very like you know like when my mom would go out to parties or dinners or something I would like sneak into a room and like <laughs> try out her makeup like that is not necessarily try out but like you know test it out Mm -hmm. I would like try swabs on my arms and like you know I would see like all the lipstick colors that she has (laughs) I used to love doing that stuff uh myself I don't think I got into makeup makeup until like maybe when I got my first job Mm -hmm. I um like which was after college I think before that it was I remember I think like when you're 15 or 14 or something you get your first eyeliner stick and that's you know probably that and gloss that's like your number one makeup purchase for most people and that's kind of what was mine too because anything that was like outside of the school environment I'm like oh let me put kajal you know or let me <laughs> let me put some gloss that was that was the most anyone ever did so I think Wait, that was so mm-hmm. was makeup like were you allowed to wear makeup in school that's, no that's no we were question. not allowed to wear oh. I mean so you're not allowed so, to wear makeup to school, but mm-hmm. some people maybe I feel like flouted that rule. Yeah. But mostly mm-hmm. you weren't allowed to do that. Like there was no oh. kinds of no nail polish, no makeup, none of that. Nothing so, like no no big earrings or anything like that. Yeah. Wow. So that is different than my experience after moving here. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, we obviously went to the same school, but I thought as as you know you went up the Mm -hmm. grades it became a little bit more lax but here when I moved to Toronto um I remember putting like being able to wear makeup to school Mm -hmm. and I did especially when I was like a teenager you know yeah 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 (laughs) um 
so that's interesting. Uh, okay. So, so what's like I like so in the only time we were allowed to wear makeup to school was like if it was a special like event, like a event. festival mm-hmm. or a celebration or something in which in if you're not wearing the uniform and you're wearing normal clothes, quote unquote, then you were oh, allowed right. to, I guess, right. have some sort of makeup on. Yeah. So, do you think that experience um, may have shaped? your opinion um, or I don't think that it did I feel like okay. I still uh, I guess like like I mean so the other thing the, the I feel like the other side to this coin is that so when we were growing up we also were made to feel or my impression of like you know smart girls don't do makeup and like mm. makeup is for you know mm. um like, it's like a cover it's up. it's either a grown up thing or yeah. but if you're young and you're putting makeup then you are not a like a good student mm-hmm. or a good person mm-hmm. in some way shape or form like it was mm-hmm. it was something exotic and not mm-hmm. necessarily always positive so yeah. i feel like that's kind of what my relationship with it was and then yeah, yeah <laughs> and then and then i think like later on it became more like oh i will wear makeup if it enhances a part of my face so even even in like my family makeup was you know something vain yes something you do to cover up except uh, if like a grown-up was doing it like like so grown-ups were completely allowed (laughs) to do whatever but it was definitely considered vain if you were still in school Yes, which in like a study yes. in the education yes. age or everything oh, and like if you wanted to do makeup it's like oh you can do that in college yeah. <laughs> or later yeah um and it was like also at some point there was a belief that like makeup is uh, a way to cover up your insecurity mm-hmm. or to to cover up like your flaws um, I, I so think you don't have any flaws you don't need to do yeah makeup, like, almost like and... like it was it, there was this emphasis on that you should be known for how smart you are and not for mm-hmm. how you look you know mm-hmm. there was that mm-hmm. sort of like um emphasis at least at least around the people that I was it was like oh you mm. should uh you know you should you should be a smart person I mean you should be known yeah. because she's the smart girl not because have... she's the pretty girl yeah to have more deeper um like more depth than to right. superficially Superficial. attractive exactly. or interesting but you know yes yeah. so <clears throat> i think that's that's kind of what my formative years with makeup was yeah what about you so yeah i have a really i i don't have many like vivid memories of my childhood for some reason i guess i just don't remember things from that young mm-hmm. of age but the one i do remember and it has to do with makeup is every Every year during Navratri, which is, you know, mm-hmm. the nine days of dancing. Dandia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such an important festival. festival. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember being around two, from starting from two. So when I moved to Nigeria. So mm-hmm. every year, my mom would dress me up. Like we would dress up in our Chinese yeah, yeah, yeah. and like fancy outfits. And then because it was such a special day, she would put some makeup on like for my sister. And then I would be standing there. Like you said, you know, you would go into your mom's closet right. and like, look at these things or dresser or whatever. And on those special occasions, she would do lipstick for me. Right. And I think a little bit of blush, you know, yeah, with yeah, the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so I used to love that and then every, so I would but but when we would get to the event it would be very crowded mm-hmm. and I would not go and dance as you know <laughs> she, as you are supposed to yeah and so this happened I remember one year and then it happened another year and then the third year I think by this point I was four years old uh-huh. my my mom <laughs> was like you know what um I'm not gonna do makeup for you <laughs> next year if you don't dance and then but even every time she would do lipstick like uh-huh. apply lipstick for us she would say she would always tell me like okay you know this is all fine but you know the best makeup is your smile so Aww, you have to smile because I would so always frown <laughs> it's so cute yes and like looking back it really it really did like in the back of my mind stick that you know I I am I don't need makeup to be beautiful mm-hmm. I can just I can just smile and and I smile a lot these days like now like now yeah so I don't know if that's from that um that's but super cute I love that story yeah it's um it's nice because we're learning stories about each other that we yeah don't, we think we know about so much about each other mm-hmm. but we're learning new things I looked up um, the origin or the history of makeup. And, oh, nice. And, okay. and <laughs> it's funny you mentioned this because coal, so it's apparently mm-hmm. the earliest uh, evidence is from Egypt. And okay. it, it was uh, the use of coal that was most notable. So basically men right. and women would paint. The- you mean like K-O-H-L, right? Not C-O-A-L. Yes, 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 yes. That yeah, is okay. Coal, K-O-H-L. So apparently it's a mm-hmm. mixture of metal, lead, copper, ash, and burnt almonds, which oh, is wow. what... Let's put lead a... in our eyes. Yeah, so they would, <laughs> they would do it around their eyes, right? And yeah. And so that's yeah. the kajal that I think Indians... People, like I, yeah. Yeah, it's a similar concept. Like, I think they would... Um, I don't know how that was made, but I know it was some. There was a way to make it. Like, I I, I know it had a lot to do with like ash and like burning stuff. Yes, to get it. And I think like in my grandma's generation, they used to make it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So apparently, these circles of coal were meant to ward off the evil eye and dangerous spirits, oh. and they were also handy in deflecting the harsh desert sun. That makes sense. Oh, so like, okay, so I have two things. Mm-hmm. So like the harsh sun is the same thing like football, American football players, you know, like they'll have those little yeah. stripes on their their cheeks, mm-hmm. which is like kind of to block out the sun. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> and also, I know like the evil eye thing, because in India, like when kids are born, they give them like that little giant, oh yeah, uh, dot. you know, <laughs> dot made of gold, which is basically the ward of evil eye. Hmm. So interesting i remember i think this was in grade eight or grade nine there was a story in either an english book or a hindi book or something i think it was an english book and it was a textbook Mm -hmm. and it was about how back in the day makeup like foundation used to be called pancake or something Uh i don't know what it was it was like the makeup that actresses did was called pancake or (laughs) i don't know what i really i wish i could remember i should do some more research on this but Ever since then, when, ever since reading that or whatever, a- anytime I put foundation, the only thought in my head is me putting pancake powder on my face. <laughs> so, That's too um, funny. Okay, look, I looked it up. This is what it is. Pancake makeup is the trademark name held by Noxel Corporation for a cosmetic face powder 
that has been compressed into a cake and is applied as a makeup base with a damp sponge. Mm-hmm. An example of pancake makeup is the foundation that an actress puts on while getting made up for a performance. Mm. So that's what it was. And I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't completely <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, so they're just compact. Those compact powders. Yeah, essentially, it's probably that. But it, in, the, in the book, in the story, it was told about how it was like this pasty, disgusting. Mm-hmm. But it was also, I think, it was like during the time of black and white movies mm. where your expressions had to really stand out. And so like they made the face look a lot more white. Yeah for lack of a better word, like more than, and like highlighted your eyes and your lips so that you were more expressive. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, um, you know, that anyway, so even now, although foundation is nothing like that, I still feel like I'm putting on (laughs) pancake. Maybe the times were different then, but I know for sure it's a very different story for so many girls Mm -hmm. out there, like in today's world there is a pressure to to be beautiful and to look good and um oh 100 percent. and i also think it's yeah. like an expression of art so mm-hmm. just as you would draw something on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and you know want it to look beautiful that's exactly what makeup is to a lot of people and so they would uh so if somebody enjoys you know yeah. doing elaborate eyeshadow work or like contouring their face or you know mm. trying out a different bold lip color that's amazing if that makes you feel more confident and if that's you know a uh, uh, sort of like something that you're proud of then you should 100% like i if that makes you feel better you know then you should do it yeah no i meant i guess um we yeah we can talk about how much makeup you apply nowadays uh-huh. or like what you grew up to what you grew up to like did your views on it change sort of thing right but um I, I mean more of like a pressure for young girls okay. to like the teenagers nowadays do have at least here they and I think also in schools okay there uh, is still in Nigeria or in India or or like in more stricter education <gasps> systems um I agree because of like, and I think like a big reason for that is social media, right? Yeah, Yeah, because like now you have influencers who are teenagers who look way better and put much better makeup than I would ever in my whole life, you know? (laughs) And so I can imagine being a 16 year old and being like, well, if Millie Bobby Brown looks a million bucks in her makeup, then so should I, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, There's no room for crooked eyeshadow or crooked eyeliner you know it's it's like oh you gotta be very well put together all the time mm-hmm. yeah and and honestly um so we talk about teenagers and young girls but even as you know someone approaching their 30s mm-hmm. I feel I, I feel inspired by women that do makeup do wear makeup all the time mm-hmm uh, in that, like, oh, I wish I could do this and I didn't get tired of it. Like, it's it's almost like something I want to be able to do more often. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's it's like a conflict inside me. Yeah, yeah. Because I I see I see the downside of it as well. So I guess it's like one of those things that you said you hit the nail on the head, which is that you know if you enjoy it up until it's healthy, mm-hmm. it's to pursue but once it's you know but what is what what is unhealthy like what do you mean when you say 
So if if you I I know women who don't step out without makeup. Right. Okay. Like it's just something they are unable to do mm-hmm. and or they feel like they don't feel as confident if they're out without makeup. Yeah, they yeah. feel like they're naked or they feel like they're not worth they're not um, beautiful essentially. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're not beautiful. So then it becomes like an unhealthy expression because you're just using it as a shield. Mm-hmm. Um but but then <laughs> I see both sides because to your point, like if you're using it as a shield in the sense like it's making you feel more confident and it's making you feel happier and more presentable, it's good, isn't it? It's empowering. Yeah, but I don't think you should feel crippled without it. Like I right. like I. Right. OK, so okay. given mm-hmm. how I look and everything, I feel like I can if I run into somebody without you know makeup on and the way I feel Mm -hmm. about myself I'm not going to like crumble or be like oh my god they saw me without makeup like that's not ever Mm -hmm. been a concern for me Mm -hmm. which and like honestly up until right now like I Mm -hmm. so uh, I know I've told you this before but like a few months ago for the first time in my entire life had a massive breakout which Mm -hmm. you know I've I've, like spent 30 years of my life never yeah yeah, with like really good skin and now all of a sudden, I just have like crazy, you know, acne issues, which is uh, super annoying. But it's actually so. But the thing is, like, because I'm I'm not conscious of how I look because I haven't had to be. I don't remember to always wear makeup and I don't remember mm-hmm. that I have acne. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I step out and then I'm reminded, I, like, you know, someone will be like, oh, what happened to your face? Or, like, I'll look at myself in some, oh. like, a reflection and I'll be like, oh, shit, I should have worn makeup, you ah. know? Whereas, um, Do you feel so uncomfortable starting, then? I don't feel super uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I feel, I at the moment, I still feel like this is a temporary situation and I'll get over it. Mm. But I definitely feel a little bit more, like, conscious of, like, if I know I'm going to meet people, then I probably should put makeup on which is not something I used to feel before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. Everyone's experiences are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And yeah, for me, like, I feel that after all these years, if I could tell my yeah. younger self something about mm-hmm. makeup, it's, I have two lessons I have, like, you know, solidified in my mind and mm-hmm. hope to, share with the world (laughs) one is invest more in anti-aging or (laughs) or like skincare rather i shouldn't say anti-aging but like in skincare in good skincare than you do in expensive makeup yeah that's the first one and the second one is don't like always buy mini size makeup (laughs) because no matter i mean for me like i would never get through the entire whatever I yeah got. and it would just waste and it's so expensive makeup is it insanely is. expensive we have makeup to talk is about very that expensive. we do have to talk about that um, yeah and also the thing with i feel like with makeup is you get bored of it so quickly exactly you know and, and it never ends <laughs> yeah it never ends like I, I genuinely i know i should throw it out but i have lipstick that i've had for at least eight years and it's for hard sure to throw it out. it's like <laughs> yeah because you're like fine. i spend 80 dollars on it <laughs> i want to throw it out yeah uh, apparently like we should i we should have preface this with you know we're no makeup experts no we're not we should probably get someone from sephora to like talk to these interesting like different myths you mm-hmm. like or you know myth busters because i heard that 
um, for lipsticks, it's fine if it's like a long time, but it's mostly foundation that you need to, a foundation and eye makeup that you need to get rid of. But I mean, I don't yeah. know. Like lipstick also goes into your mouth. You know, you know how right. much right. lipstick women eat in a year. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Also, the funny thing with Glossier is their lip balm is so damn delicious. I got this purple lip balm, which is like berry flavored or something. Uh-huh. And I like the first day that I put it, which was only about like three weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god! First of all, it took me back to being a teenager and having flavored <laughs> lip gloss. And then I was like, wow, this tastes really good. Like I wouldn't mind this on my lips at all. Oh, that's good. Then you don't feel like you're eating something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chemicals. Oh, I feel like I'm having berries. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I want to touch on quickly, like, the fact that, you know, so many brands are now vegan and, like, cruelty-free mm-hmm. because that's such an important part. And growing up, I didn't really care or think about the fact that makeup was tested on animals and yeah like that whole aspect of it um, yeah and I lately I've seen like a lot of Instagram influencers like do a makeup uh decluttering where they like go yeah. through the brands that are they go through you know there's like websites that go like list out which brands are cruelty free and whatever so whichever mm-hmm. ones are not they like just toss them and I find that so hard because I spent a lot of money on them but I also see the value in it because I don't want to support brands that are not you know cruelty free um, so yeah. that's yeah. something I think over the years I've, I've been trying I mean since I realized I've been trying to be more conscious about what I buy um, but also generally like I don't think I need to buy any new makeup until the existing one is done <laughs> No, I think uh, I agree with you. I think I found out that makeup is tested on animals and stuff. I think in uh, Legally mm-hmm. Blonde too. <laughs> I think that was the film mm. that exposed me to it. I don't um, think I watched Which, them. I mean, I have to say Legally Legally Blonde and Legally Blonde 2 are probably... Well, Legally Blonde 1, Classic. I think, is God's work for <laughs> feminism. But, uh, but yeah, Legally Blonde 2 is all about, uh, you know, uh, Reese Witherspoon finding out that her dog's mother is being used as a animal tester in a makeup lab or something (laughs) so anyway so that's what I found out although I have to say I don't I haven't willingly I haven't like knowingly bought a makeup that I make a thing you know like item like without uh, knowing that it's been it's it's not cruelty or that it's not vegan but I do rem- I do know, like, my mom told me when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, lipstick has fish scales in it. You know, that's what gives oh. it something, something. And I'm like, interesting. I didn't know that. But then again, I was not really a vegetarian or a vegan, so it didn't really... I mean, I still didn't like fish, but I didn't yeah. find it gross either. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but of course, like you said, growing up and now that I'm an adult, I definitely... Now that I'm aware, mm-hmm. I would like to say, I, fe- mm-hmm. I make good choices about buying products which are you know, uh, cruelty free mm-hmm. or vegan or whatever. All right. So, well, I think um, we've had a very nice and long chat about <laughs> about um, makeup. What is something you would uh, ask our listeners? Like, should- I would, I would love to know what, uh, how their relationship with mm-hmm. makeup has changed as from when they were teenagers to like or older adults. Ah, okay. Or, or like, yeah, I would what, love to hear about maybe, that. And also, tell tell us what you would tell your younger self about makeup 
All right, that's all we had for today. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Thank you for joining us today. And we hope that you will join us again next week with a brand new episode.